Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. My co-host, Rita Ehrlich, is a regular visit to Bendigo in central Victoria, about 150 kilometres north of Melbourne. At its height in the middle of the 19th century, it was not only one of Victoria's most important cities, but its gold mines made it reputedly the richest city in the world by the 1880s. Mining ceased in Bendigo in 1955, but it's now highly regarded for its arts and culture, along with a growing culinary reputation. Rita recorded her thoughts on Bendigo following her recent visit for the city's annual Chamber Music Festival. The goldfields towns of Victoria are a wonderful bunch. All those towns that grew up when gold was discovered in the 1850s. Bendigo is one of my favourites. Not just because it grew because of gold, but because it's transitioned into a vibrant contemporary regional city. It's also full of things I really like. In its heyday, Bendigo was probably the richest city in the world. The legacy of that is in the architecture, the town hall, the law courts, the theatre, the mechanics institute, the art gallery and the gardens, of course. Every Victorian, that's Victorian in time, not geography, city worthy of the name is distinguished by its gardens, its mechanics institute and its art gallery, all thought in the 19th century to be improving to the human mind and spirit. In modern times, a city needs a hospital and a university, as well as schools. Bendigo has those too. And it has its theatre. It's had its theatre for 150 years, in fact. If my memory is right, it was threatened some 30 years ago and was saved by a strong community campaign and funding from the Victorian government. A lot happens in that theatre. Check it out. Add good agriculture and horticulture, a strong community spirit, sports fields, pubs and good restaurants, and you've got a vibrant city. Not all of it is prosperous, and that's why the community gardens and centres are so important. I've been to Bendigo lots of times for many reasons. I was there last week for the Bendigo Festival of Chamber Music, an annual event headed up by Chris Howlett and Howard Penny. Both cellists, both teachers, both are amazingly good at putting together a music festival that involves students, experienced musicians and community groups. Music from Handel to Poulenc and Debussy and two newly commissioned pieces. What you want, no, let me be honest, what I want from a music festival is to discover, to listen to pieces I don't know, to hear juxtapositions of compositions that illuminate them. Highlights this year? Oh, so many of them, but particularly a piece by Bela Kovac, who is a Hungarian composer and clarinetist. There's a politician of the same name, but the one I'm thinking of is a musician who died in 2021. One of the visiting musicians for the festival was Jonathan Leibowitz, a young clarinetist in whose hands and breath the clarinet can do anything at all. It sings, it hums, it calls, it wails, it laughs. It can even sound like an oboe or a flute. 
An hour before one of the concerts that started at five o'clock, he produced music by Bela Kovac, a piece called Sholom Aleichem Rov Feidman, written for the great klezmer clarinetist Giora Feidman. It's a fabulous piece. And when I asked Chris Harlett at the end what it was, he shook his head. No idea. It was all I could do to play it. Jonathan knew the work, but Chris, like the others in that concert, was sight-reading. That's the adventure I want in a festival. The other highlight was the first part of The Messiah, in which Bendigo musicians and choirs took part. It's wonderful music, always, and this had an immediacy and an excitement that was a particular treat. The performance was given in the town hall, a grand building that's a 19th century masterpiece, which was restored beautifully 20 years ago. Did I mention the art gallery? It's become an important contemporary art gallery. That's in addition to its fine decorative arts collection and a diverse Australian and European collection. I'm particularly fond of a little Tom Roberts portrait of a young woman. Nothing special about her. It's just a lovely little portrait and of Emma Boyd's painting of the family living room at Murrumbina. Yes, that Boyd, wife of Merrick, mother of Arthur, grandmother of so many, and a thoughtful artist in her own right. There's the Chinese museum, too, that commemorates the Chinese who came to seek their fortune in gold. There are brilliant museum pieces in there, extraordinary textiles and metalwork, and a disturbing and most instructive sense of how the Chinese were not welcome at the start, but became part of the city's life. While you're there, say hello to the dragon. There are great antique stores too, and a cluster of them in a building on View Street. The tables of Bendigo are special too, and I don't mean antique tables, though there have been some of those that tempted me greatly. Bendigo's at the heart of olive growing in Australia. More olives are grown round here than anywhere else in Australia, and there used to be an olive and food fiesta. I was a guest at that for a couple of years. Where olives grow, so will grapes. The Bendigo region isn't big, but it produces some excellent wines. It says a lot about the town's spirit that pretty well all the restaurants, cafes and pubs feature local wines on their lists. There's a winemakers festival coming up in April. And where grapes grow, I'm told, so will apples. Nearby Harcourt is an apple growing centre. Harcourt ciders appear on drinks lists too. Where to eat? There is some stars for me. Nick and Sonia Anthony run Masons, a place I've been going to for years whenever I can. It opened ten years ago. No, eleven this March. What made it special for me at the very beginning was the emphasis and acknowledgement of local producers and suppliers. What makes it special now is still the same acknowledgement, as well as the elegant contemporary food in quite a relaxed setting. It's fixed price now, starting at $66 for a lunch menu. 
dinner's more expensive and it's about five courses, I think. The cooking style takes in many influences. There might be a beef-cheeked red curry among the courses with a green papaya salad. Ms. Batterhams, named for music teacher, has the air of a bar and has a great range of cocktails, as well as a wonderful wine list. The menu is made up of dishes that are meant to be shared, although I would think of going on my own to order the gin-cured trout with chickpea blini, creme fraiche and a little caviar. Or the smoked cod fritters. You have to like the people you're with to share those. Groups of six or more must order a full menu, and that's not a hardship. Then there's the Woodhouse, which specialises in wood-fired cooking and steaks. Do you want Cape Grim or Sher Wagyu? Scotch fillet, porterhouse or fillet? Or a lamb shoulder to share? Surprisingly, non-carnivores do well too. Look out for View Street. It's a very good eating street. There's the Malayan Orchid, which has been there for so many years. The Rifle Brigade, that's a hotel. Bocelli's, which is Italian. There's the Wine Bar and the Coffee Corner. And there are smaller places in other areas, like the Dispensary in Chancery Lane and Percy and Percy, an engaging and very busy cafe off the main stretch. My recommendation is to stroll and go where your fancy takes you. Where to stay? There are lots of motels, of course, and the new pleasure of the small luxury Hotel Ernest, whose sibling is Hotel Vera in Ballarat. Mackenzie Quarters, where Ms. Batterhams is, has a whole house available. Don't forget the woolen mill? Where This is for knitters. I'm a knitter and the, the woolen mill has great knitting wool. And there's also a lovely old tram that you can go on. How to get to Bendigo? Well, you can drive. You can drive up the Calder Highway from Melbourne or you can take a train. The train from Melbourne is a frequent service. And the lovely thing about Bendigo is that you can either use the local bus service or walk. A great many things are in very easy walking distance of the train. So you see why I'm so fond of the place. Rita Ehrlich there, and if a visit to Bendigo takes your fancy, go to www.bendigoregion.com.au. 